welcome to Chasing Barefoot Ultra. I'm your average runner, chasing some big distances and learning a lot along the way. Welcome back to Chasing Barefoot Ultra, where we talk about all things running, mindset, and really tuning into your body and what works for you. Today, I really wanted to touch on setting goals and the importance of writing them down. When I start my year planning what runs I might do, what distances I might want to tackle, I like to have two sets of goals. One is what I consider a more realistic goal, one that I still will need to work at in order to hit it, but one that as long as I put in the time, I should be able to get there. The other goal is what I call the lofty goal. The lofty goal is one that I really don't know if I'm going to be able to do. I started doing this when I had my eye on the 50 and I really wanted to hit that distance, but I didn't know if it was going to be possible in that amount of time. I still wanted to have that on my radar though. So I created a list. I had my lofty goal of a 50k and I had my more realistic goal of a 22k. And when I set these, I really didn't know if even the 22 would be possible, but I wanted to get them down on paper and just see what I could do. And if I hit that 22, I was going to be really proud of myself for putting in that time. And if somehow I managed to pull off that 50, I was going to be over the moon. Last year, I managed to hit my lofty goal. This year when I started, I had a goal of running the 50 again which I considered my more realistic goal. And then I had the lofty goal of running a hundred. The hundred did not happen. Life got in the way and the training time that I had was just too short and I was too sporadic. Running the 50k, I was still unprepared, um, really undertrained, but I wanted to prove to myself that I could still do it and that running it the year before wasn't just an accident or a stroke of luck. I was talking to somebody last week about having written goals down, um, ones that they didn't meet or didn't remember if they had hit, and they had said that, well, maybe I shouldn't write them down or I shouldn't make lists. And to me that seemed a bit odd because why wouldn't you? Just because you don't necessarily hit that goal doesn't mean you shouldn't write it down. It gives you something to really strive for and to work for. I guarantee there were things in there during those training sessions when you were thinking about that end goal that you didn't think you would have achieved before. There were probably times and paces that you hit that you just don't remember now looking back. And even if there wasn't, Having that goal and having it down on paper helps to push you. It's not about hitting that goal. It's about pushing yourself and trying to see if you could get there. You know, a couple years ago, my goal was to run that 22K and I didn't get there. I didn't even get close. Uh, The farthest run I had that year was an 11 and I had signed up for the race and I just didn't do it. Um, Instead, that day I went for a hike and, you know, that's okay. It lit the fire for the following year. I put that race back on my calendar and I really wanted to hit it. And that's what really spurred me on. So if you have something that you're really eager to go after and it just doesn't feel possible to you, just write it down. 
It doesn't mean it's written in stone. Your priorities might change and your end goal might change. And change is good. It still means that you have something that you're working towards. It doesn't have to be that 22K or running a 30-minute 5K. You don't have to hit that just because you write it down. But having it down is still important. It still shows you that you do believe in yourself and you think you can get there. But it's important to also consider where you're setting your goal from. Is it something that is going to really work well for you? Or is it something that you're doing because you're seeing other people hit these milestones and you think, oh, it's pretty cool they're hitting it. I think I should be able to do that too. When I first started getting more into running and trying to take it a little bit more, not seriously, but be more consistent with it, I thought, I want to run a 30-minute 5K. That was my goal. And a 30-minute 5K is not even within sight. That was something that changed. I decided that, no, maybe that 30-minute 5K is not what's going to work best for me because as I consistently tried to push a little bit faster and get there a little bit quicker, it was really disheartening because I just wasn't seeing the progress. And when I took that step back and I thought, okay, am I enjoying this? Do I like the work that I'm putting in? Do I feel good after it? And when I really considered those questions, I learned that, no, this isn't what's working for me. And I think there's something that I could do that would work better and that would make me feel good at the end of a run. Because feeling disheartened at the end of a run is kind of counterproductive. I go out there because I love it. I go out because I want to be out there. So to take it from that and turn it into a job where I need to be, you know, hitting these paces or running this fast to make it worth it, it just... It just took the joy right out of it for me. So I needed to reassess and I wrote that goal off. It's not even on my radar now. I had it written down, but it morphed and changed. And that's great. I decided to instead, as you're probably well aware, push distance instead of speed. I found when I ran farther, I felt so much better. If I ran At 10k, I'd get home and I'd feel really accomplished. When I started running further, I'd get home and feel even more accomplished. And that isn't to say there's anything wrong with going out and running a 4k, because I still do that too. But it's a feeling at the end of those runs that I wanted to chase. It was the feeling of accomplishment. And I didn't care how long it took me. I didn't care if I was out there for an hour or an hour and a half. It was being out there. I love to be on the trails and out watching the sunrise in the morning. So I took that feeling that I wanted and I started to set myself different goals that worked within that feeling. And I noticed a huge change in myself and others around me noticed it too. I really fell into a groove with what I was doing because I was happy to be out there doing it. So if you find that you've set a goal for yourself and you are consistently not hitting it, 
stop and really consider how do you feel when you're out there working for it? Are you enjoying the process? Is it something that you're eager to go and do? Or does it start to feel more and more like work? Because if it's feeling like work each and every time you go, you're not enjoying it. And that's something that you need to really sit down and consider and ask yourself why. Reassess what the goal is, consider how you've been feeling going after it, and see if things need to change. I find it helps to take those considerations and write them out to really reflect on what it is feeling like and what it means. You might not have a new goal in mind right away, but once you realize why this one isn't working, then you can start to tune in and see what will work. Maybe instead of running a fast 5k or instead of running, you know, an ultra or a marathon or any kind of distance, maybe you want to try a triathlon or a duathlon. There's so many options out there. When you're going out and exercising and doing these things, you should be finding some enjoyment from it. When you set these goals, they should be because you really want to hit them and not because you feel like you should be hitting them. I do find that it's important to take the time and really write things out. They could be in a journal, on a sticky note, but just stop and really reflect, write it down. When I decided that I wanted to run this 50k again this year, I took a calendar and I wrote out, I think it was a two-month training plan. And looking at it, I knew that it was not going to be a realistic training plan for me. Um, I had a 30k back-to-back with a 20k. And while in theory, that's that would be great. And I would love to be able to do that in probably the next you know, training round. It wasn't possible. And, you know, I knew that having this set distance didn't work for me. That's something that I went over last time as well. Because then a person starts to feel behind and like they are trying to catch up all the time. But I knew also when I wrote it down that these were just suggestions for me and I probably wasn't going to hit them. So I didn't take it too seriously. I didn't consider that if I missed that run, then I wasn't going to be able to do the ultra. It was more a practice of writing it down and just sitting with myself, sitting with my goal and considering how I might get there. One thing that writing it out did really help me with was being a lot more consistent with my cross training because that was on the calendar. I didn't say what I needed to do or how long I needed to do it. I simply had cross train. So four to five days a week, I was on my indoor bike and I was doing some weights. And they weren't really for a long duration, but it was more than what I had been able to do before. So taking that time to put pen to paper really helped me prioritize that. I also created a little, I don't know what you would call it, art piece, I guess. Doodle might be a better description that said, run for the shore 50k with September 2021 written underneath it. And I cut it out and I taped it right above my computer where I would see it every day. 
And I would look at it and be like, yep, I'm going to get there. I don't know how, but I'm going to get there. And it soon became something that kind of faded into the background, but I always seen it and I was always aware of its presence. And it would just push me to keep putting the work in where and how I could. So don't be afraid to write out those goals or make your list. You can break them into categories. It can be beyond just, you know, lofty and realistic. You could have, you know, plan A, B, and C and see what ends up working for you. But, you know, putting it down and seeing that on the paper, for me at least, it shows that I believe in myself. If I hadn't done that last year, I would have probably written off the 50k. But because I had that as my lofty goal, I kind of pushed for it without really overtraining myself or, you know, diving into training at a degree that was not sustainable. It was a, this will be amazing if it happens, but this other goal is going to be also amazing if it happens. So I started working towards the more realistic one first and just kind of played it by ear from there. Just wanted to see how things would progress. Speaking of the 50k, uh, it has been just over a week since I ran my last one. I had initially intended on being back out running a couple of days ago, but I've decided to give myself a little bit more of a break, um, extend my rest probably by about a week. I still have my half marathon that I signed up for in October, but I've got the month of October to run it. So I'll probably end up pushing that more towards the middle and we'll just see how it feels going forward. It is important, I think, to you know take a step back and let yourself really recover um, after doing something like that. I've felt pretty good after a couple of days. Um, you know, muscle soreness and general weariness um, has gotten better. I don't feel too tired or too sore. Um, my energy is kind of back up to where it was, but I've just been feeling a little bit unmotivated to go just yet. So I figured, you know, now is a good time to rein in, let myself sleep in in the mornings, have a slow morning with some coffee and just take a breath. And then, you know, next week I can jump back into running and cross training again. And I'll start looking ahead to what my goals are going to be for next year. I'll make a list of, you know, realistic goal and some lofty goals. Probably what I will end up doing is setting a speed goal for my 50k. Um, see if I can do it a little bit quicker. It shouldn't be too hard to beat my time this year just because I was so undertrained. But I'm going to have uh, a time goal in mind and see if I can hit that. Uh, I might put the 100k back on the table for my lofty goal in the fall. Not too sure on that one yet. There'd be a few more logistics that I would need to work out um, if I was doing it virtually versus if I was able to travel and go do it. Um, I think this year or next year I would still want to stay with the virtual option um, just to get a bit more experience under my belt and a little bit more confidence in my speed and my 
distance and being able to not worry about the cutoffs in a live in-person race. But the logistics of doing 100k virtually um, have been challenging when I tried to plan it out for this year. Uh, I had a few bush roads that I was planning to run on um, and a few loops, but there's some concern with having you know, vehicle access and being able to have that support there as well, because I would definitely want to have that nearby for that long of a haul, just in case, because there are no, you know, set aid stations or anything like that. So it's planning where and how to do it, where there's access and where I can be safe trying to do it. And I really do not want to run it on the highway. That just sounds terrible to me. I ran a very small portion of my 50k along the highway and the traffic was just not enjoyable and I scurried off as quickly as I could. So I want you to really take a minute after and think about what your goals are. Think about how you're chasing them, how you feel about them, and see if you need to reassess. Maybe you need to push yourself a little harder or maybe you need to rein in a little bit. But take a few minutes and sit with yourself. Write them down and see how far you can go. See what direction you want to go. I also highly recommend keeping a training journal or just a running journal. Um, I try to write after every run and just say how far I went, what the time was, if the dog was with me, what the weather looked like, and if there was anything of note that happened along the way. It can be anything to, I had my fastest kilometer, or, you know, my dog and I ran into three off-leash dogs, and this is what happened, which did happen. <laughs> so it's just, it's just something that you can look back on, and I use it really to help motivate myself again to, you know, get myself back out running if I'm not really feeling it. I can look at how I felt after all these runs and it generally gets me really excited to get back out there. So I highly encourage you to keep a journal, write down your goals and see what you can do. Thanks for tuning in to Chasing Barefoot Ultra. If you liked what you heard, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Chasing Barefoot Ultra.